Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Pretty boy, Tony. It's Tuesday with Tony Cass on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Uh, don't want to keep Tony waiting. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. We'll hook him up live with Tony Katz for Tuesdays with Tony. We've had a couple of days to let Joe Biden's disastrous interview with 60 Minutes sink in. I'm uh, Just your overall impression, the White House had to walk some things back. He's talking about COVID is over. He's like, yeah, inflation, no big deal. Your impression of our president who doesn't do too many of these interviews, Tony? Um, far worse than anybody is talking about. And under any normal circumstances, this would be the only story in the 24-hour news cycle. But in a world where they would rather talk about, yeah, those Republicans are fascists, it doesn't get as much coverage. There is no way other way to view it than this was horrific for the administration, horrific for the White House, causes problems for Democrats in the midterms, uh, all, all around bad. He doesn't believe that inflation's a problem. He's already said that he's running for re-election, and now that's back on the table, committing the United States to war against China regarding Taiwan. Uh, look, I'm not in favor of China, uh, China invading Taiwan, but if your policy is, and the policy of the United States is strategic ambiguity, you're supposed to be ambiguous. That's not what <laughs> We're getting for the second time from Biden. So either it's purposeful in its intentions or it's purposeful in the idea that Biden doesn't know how to control himself in the scenario. All in all, it was really bad. And I think it plays poorly in the midterm. Tony, you've been covering politics for a long time. You've been talking about it for a long time. Is it normal for the White House to have to walk back every single thing said when a president has a speech? Because it's not just the 60-minute speech. You go back to when he's talking about the conflict with Russia and Ukraine, and you talk about COVID and all this kind of stuff. They're constantly having to walk back things this guy says. Is this normal? This isn't normal, right? This is not normal, and if you will allow me, I will share with you something Dana Perino over at Fox said. This goes back to March, I think it was, March of 2022. She's on, she's on uh, Kudlow show, Larry Kudlow uh, on, on Fox Business. I'll share this. Let me, let me play it here. Okay. This is Dana Perino explaining this exact point to Larry Kudlow. It was from the heart, and the White House took less than 10 minutes to get walkbacks <laughs> to reporters. Seriously, there's, a, uh, there's White House reporters that had walked the walkback from five different aides within 10 minutes. You've worked at a White House. Do you think that the communications team was able to go to the president after his speech in Poland and say, Mr. President, you just said these nine words. Did you mean to say those? Mm -hmm. And if he says, yes, I did, then you deal with it. I don't think they asked him. So now oh, he's in this position where we worse. have weakened the president on the world stage, and maybe he shouldn't have said what he said. But then he said, but then I think they go a step further when they say he's speaking in his personal capacity. That is ridiculous. This is a speech on the world stage, the most important speech so far of Biden's in Poland, in on the world stage where everybody's watching the adversaries, your allies, your military, your moms and dads. And at the end, you say this line, and then the White House tries to say he was speaking. In his personal capacity wow. to date wow 
I think that is the best analysis and understanding of what's going on, that there's absolutely no way they asked Biden. They do it on their own. I think the undercutting of Joe Biden here, the reality that he's not in charge, I think as Dana Perino explains this, it just plays it out perfectly. What are the odds they went to him? And the answer is zero. What's worse gaslighting here, uh, Tony? I mean, like, are the Democrats just gaslighting on purpose, or are they delusional? What is worse, the inflation stuff? They come out and have a big party for the Inflation Reduction Act. Inflation goes up. Uh, Biden goes on 60 Minutes and, and talks about, oh, it's only, it hasn't gone up very much. Or are they? is it worse than uh, Kamala Harris telling Chuck Todd that the border is secure? Chuck Todd looking at her going, we got 2 million illegal immigrants this year coming board. You know, 800,000 gotaways. I don't know. Which is worse, in your opinion? Are they the same? I don't know if I have to rank them as as, as worse. But you asked about the gaslighting. It's, it's, it's very, very real. Uh, lying to the American people is real. And if the Indiana Democratic Party or any other progressive wants to claim that's not a lie or scream something about Trump, scream all about Trump all you want. Great. You, you enjoy uh, that. But inflation affects every American, and the border now affects every American like it should, and this administration is lying. Joe Biden's lying. Kamala Harris is lying. It needs to be said. It needs to be repeated. It needs to be shared, especially on the border. On the inflation, we know he's lying because we're the ones who buy the eggs, and the eggs are up 38%. Tuesdays with Tony. Tony Katz with us here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Tony, I believe you and I both have seen the film Animal House a time or two. There's a line in that movie that says, don't get mad, get even. And that's what I think Ron DeSantis did by sending the migrants up to Martha's Vineyard, which completely blew a lot of people's mind. He didn't get mad, he got even. What are your thoughts on what some are calling the political stunts? of DeSantis and Governor Abbott of Texas. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. You know, Tony, I've always heard that clip, and I've always rebutted with, it's one way to go through life. Uh, It's it's not. It's not, Nigel. Please. Please. Don't. When when met with uh, the the, the Dow of National Lampoon, don't try and refute it. It's just silly at this stage. Look, um, we the most important argument, which I've been discussing on air, and I was very happy to hear the Democratic mayor of El Paso get into, the people who are making this treacherous journey, this thousand-mile trek, uh, they're not doing it so they can get to Texas. They're doing it so they can get to the United States. And that includes Martha's Vineyard in Washington, D.C., in Chicago, Illinois, in New York, in San Francisco, and Indianapolis, and a host of other places. So everybody has got to start doing and taking in their fair share of illegal immigrants so they understand the problem. And if if Ducey of Arizona and Abbott of Texas and DeSantis of Florida are getting people to recognize this and realize this, I say good on them. And now we've got this uh, sheriff of a border town in Texas near San Antonio, uh, not quite in San Antonio, but close to it, wanting to file charges, wanting to go after Ron DeSantis, calling it human trafficking. Where was all of this talk when the Biden administration was doing this in the middle of the night for about a year and a half? Yeah, I think it was, was it 70 flights to uh 
Florida. That's what the mayor of Miami uh, said. I'm not paying these people any mind. They're unserious people. They've been unserious for a long time. I had people coming at me. How could you be okay with this, Tony, moving people around? Were you okay when they were moving Jews around by train? If you want to make a Holocaust comparison to this, you're too dumb to be in the room. And I mean to insult you at this moment. Nobody got uh, these illegal immigrants out of bed. No one stole their property. Nobody threw them into ghettos. They came of their own volition. And does it really matter if they're in El Paso and Martha's Vineyard or Martha's Vineyard? The answer is, of course not. Only the most radical, indecent ideologue makes that kind of comparison. And I know there are people on social media who listen to your show, listen to my show. I've let them go. If I lose a listener over not paying attention or not willing to engage in this kind of despicable nonsense garbage talk, the pseudo-intellectualism, I'm cool with it. I'm going to sleep like a baby. Uh, what what DeSantis, Abbott, and Ducey have done here is make sure that we're talking about this nationally. The mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, and that we've got a crisis now. We need government help on this. Why don't we go about solving our border problems? One more thing, Tony, before we let you go here. We'll bring it back to Indianapolis here. Uh, The prosecutor's race I am fascinated with. We've been talking a lot about the crime in Indianapolis, as have you, Tony. Uh, We got this prosecutor's forum tonight, kind of a pseudo town hall. Uh, What is the most interesting race in Indiana for the midterms for you? Is it the Marion County prosecutor's race? Is it something else? Um, so first, I, I think that, that you're right uh, that the uh, Mears Carrasco race is, is an important one because it's going to answer the question, what do the people of Indianapolis actually uh, care about? Uh, do they care about crime or do they care about letters after names? That's an extremely, extremely important one, uh, important question to ask. If we want to know in the state of Indiana which race to me is more fascinating, I'm taking a look at the first district, which is uh, Lake County, uh, that, that East Chicago area, where you have the Democrat, Frank Mervan, going up against Jennifer Ruth Green, Republican, uh, uh, military uh, history, black woman. Uh, there's a there's a really fascinating race going on there and from what i'm hearing she's she's campaigning well now this is a, a an area where the district where the democrats are certainly outnumber the republicans but this is also uh in an area that is is 20% black and 14.5% uh, hispanic there's a lot of opportunity in here and i'm very curious to see how uh, jennifer ruth green goes about uh making this happen he has not one but two radio programs on this station. The morning show, 6 to 9. The midday show, 12 to 3. Tony Katz, thank you. Always. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.